Hey everybody, Shane Presley here with Rock Paper Podcast. I have a couple of exciting things to tell you about. Uh, first off, June 22nd, Broadway Oyster Bar. I'll be hosting the 5th Annual Rock Paper Podcast Birthday Show. And this year's party, I'll have Amanda Fish Band, Tony Campanella Band, and Odds Lane for your entertainment pleasure Again, uh, this is June 22nd, Broadway Oyster Bar. Uh, we'll be starting off about 10 o'clock. It's a $8 cover for the show. And along with all the great live music, of course, we'll have uh, delicious food from Broadway Oyster Bar and cold drinks all night long and live art from my friend Jessica Hitchcock. So it's going to be a great night. Can't wait to see you all there celebrating five years of Rock Paper Podcast pretty crazy to think about uh also uh coming up real quick um on may 14th at naked vine it's uh my may edition of my singer songwriter storytelling showcase this month i'll be bringing along billy krogan and tony compton of less gruff and the billy goat along with karen Choi. so Come on out. It's a 7 o'clock start for that show. $5 at the door. May 14th at Naked Vine. And uh, if you haven't been out there, these are all a whole lot of fun. It's really a quiet, uh, quiet, intimate singer-songwriter storytelling show. Of course, They all play acoustic and sitting on stools. And it's a nice listening room experience. So come on out to that one. Uh, And that's, again, that's every second Tuesday of the month at Naked Vine. Uh, Let me tell you about my friends over there at Naked Vine. If you haven't been by, it's a cool little space they have going on out there, uh, serving up all kinds of wine, whiskey, tequila, and local craft beers. Uh, You can catch some great live music there Thursday through Saturday. And this week, on May 8th, you can see Jason Garms out there. Um, Oh, sorry, Thursday. Thursday, May 9th, Jason Garms will be out there. Um, on Friday, Nick Detmer and the Sawdusters on May 10th. And John Bonham and Friends return on Saturday, May 11th. You can find all this information and more at nakedvine.net. Be sure to follow along with them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, get involved. Come on out. It's a really cool thing they got happening out there. And I also want to tell you about my friends at Joseph Meyer Club. You've been hearing me talk about them. They have a really great uh, foaming aftershave that I've been using. It's, uh, I love it, and I think you will too. Give it a shot. Uh, you can try it today right now for 20% off using my promo code RPPJMC20 during checkout. Again, RPPJMC20 at checkout at josephmeyerclub.com. You can follow them on Facebook also for more information and uh, get involved. I think you uh, will really like this. It uh, smells awesome. It's uh, and the foaming is really nice too. You don't. It's not really messy like any uh, liquid ones. If you may have tried in the past. So if you're looking for some new aftershave to try, check out Joseph Meyer Club. Again. Uh, Thanks to all my sponsors. Thanks to everybody listening. I really uh, appreciate all the support over the last five years. It's uh, been a wild ride. So thank you all 
for continuing to listen and tell friends. Again, you can find Rock Paper Podcast on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Get involved with the show and uh, let me know what you think. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Um, a podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, everybody. This is Taylor Steele of Taylor Steele and the Love Preachers out of Effingham, Illinois. You're listening to Rock Paper Podcast here with Shane. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today at uh, Rhythm Music and Art and Performing Arts Studio with Taylor Steele. Welcome to the show. Hi, nice to meet you, Shane. And nice to meet you officially. This is uh, we've kind of been friendly online a minute. Uh, yeah, and uh, mutual friend. Andy Brown, Andy Brown, kind of helped uh, put this in motion, uh, made made the connection, and uh, said that uh, we should hang out. So we are. We we're, so thank you, Andy, for helping us. Yes, uh, thanks, Andy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, thanks to uh, Doug and everybody that uh, at over here at Rhythm for uh, making this possible and stuff. So. Uh, this is a beautiful little space. I'm glad we it worked out. This happens to be right down the street from Domain, Domain Street, yeah, yeah. Where, where you're playing this evening with the band. So it worked yeah. out that we uh, had some time this afternoon. We could hang out and talk about uh, everything the band's up to, the new record and everything coming out. So uh, so thanks for, for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. So uh, I guess since this is our first time meeting and chatting, I kind of want to get to know more about... Taylor Steele, and uh, I guess yeah. uh, always uh, uh, grew up in St. Louis area, Effingham, right? And yeah, I live in Effingham now, yeah. and uh, I actually grew up in Collinsville, okay. and uh, when I was little, the music kind of came into my life through, I had a um, some grandparents that kind of helped raise me, and uh, my, my grandpa uh, played a lot of country western songs on guitar, and, and I would sing along with him and learn, he taught me to play guitar. And uh, his, it's kind of a complicated, like, uh, family structure here, though, but um, it was like my mom's boyfriend when I was little. Um, he was a lead guitar player in bar bands all over, like, Belleville, Pontoon Beach, like, that sure. area. Um, so I would get up and sing. <laughs> I would go to the bars and get up and sing when I was really little. What kind, so. of, what kind of stuff did, were you singing there? Uh, I think one of the first songs was Do Ah Diddy, okay. like that kind of 60s sure. uh, f- 60s rock, I guess. So a lot of that uh, bar music was 60s and 70s classic rock and, and blues and all that. So, yeah. so that ended up really being a big influence on me growing up and uh, venturing on my own, exploring new music. So Yeah. So your grandpa, you said, taught you to play guitar? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And what was what was how old, how old were you there when you started picking up and playing? I'd say I was about seven, seven, seven or eight. Yeah. yeah, he'd take me to bluegrass jam sessions and in Greenville when I was I lived in Collinsville, but he'd take me to Greenville and that ended up I ended up living there and going to high school there and I uh, never knew that would happen, but um, then I ended up reconnecting with all those people that um, he took me to at that jam session when I moved there and and that kind of helped me find a lot of musical friends when I lived in Greenville too. Right. 
So it's kind of funny how things work out. Like For sure. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, especially just everybody, uh, the triangle of everybody knowing each other. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's funny how many times I've said stuff on this show, like uh, going to a, you know some show, you know, at a concert, and then like, oh yeah, we were there, or we were the opening band, or what, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, it's just kind of weird. And then it's like how we didn't know each other then, but then three, four years later or whatever, we're sitting here having a conversation talking about that night and we're, <laughs> and we're now we're friends and that kind of, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's just re- make you, make you realize how small this world really is. Like how, you know, you guys could all have been in that same room and didn't know it. And now, yeah. And know. I think uh, music is a big part of that sure. too. Like whether you're a musician or, if, um, you know, someone who attends live music or whatever, however, like podcast, however you oh, yeah. fit into the, the thing, it's like you, you kind of go where the music is and we all end up hanging out with each other. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. So is it always guitar or do you, did you uh, pick up, try some other things too along the way? Or? Um, hit and miss kind of growing yeah. up. I, I stuck with guitar. Um, yeah, going way back, I took piano lessons and um, couldn't play any piano now. <laughs> but, uh, played mandolin for a little bit when I was really little before I played guitar. And, and but that's about it. It's kind of stopped with the guitar and then the songwriting started and that's kind of the direction right. I went into. Yeah. So what's, uh, when do you decide that's what do you want? You want to start writing your own stuff? I was pretty young, I guess. Just, I feel like I was exposed to a lot of music, whether it be the old country or the bar band stuff. And uh, something that something about me, I just like songwriting ended up being a way, even when I was younger to just express my feelings and, mm-hmm. and everything. So that started just alone, not caring if anybody else heard me or yeah. whether I showed anybody else or not. You know, I was, um, I felt like I was kind of like an only child growing up too. Like I've, I'm not an only child, but just, uh, I have a couple half brothers that are much older than me. So they were out of the house sure. and I didn't, um, so I ended up finding creative ways to entertain myself and yeah. <laughs> and music and songwriting was one of them. So do you, uh, do you remember the first song you wrote? Um, Jeremiah was, was one of them, oh, yeah. but definitely not one, not the first song. Uh, <laughs> I have some recordings like, uh, on my iPhone sure. too, just of old stuff. Um, yeah, it's, they were kind of almost emo, like, oh, yeah. like, uh, not full-fledged like punk rock or anything but but kind of dark for a kid i guess i don't know have you been uh seeing those videos popping up on facebook now that uh, that guy like uh felt emo might and stuff like and he's like singing all these songs that like i grew up in high school listening to and stuff i know he just did one with to uh until the day i die from story of the year uh, that was really funny. I don't know if you, have you seen any of those at all. <laughs> no, uh, I haven't. I'll, I'll show you afterwards. They're pretty. They're pretty good, especially for anybody that kind of grew up listening to that emo rock stuff that was yeah. real popular at the time. But yeah, uh, yeah I. Uh, anyway, but yeah, like I, uh, I can imagine like it's, it's still pretty crazy that to think that Jeremiah was one of your earlier ones, and now it's yeah. It was before uh, before I moved to Greenville, and because I started as a freshman in Greenville in high school. So I know it was at least before high mm-hmm. school, but well let's, um, well, let's talk about this one. We just played yeah. it uh, live here. Uh, we did a little live jam session before we, uh, we pressed record and uh, this, I mean, it sounded great. And uh, you, you. obviously uh, appears uh, as track one on the uh, brand it new uh, album. So <laughs> yeah, opening up the record and, uh, but uh, you brought along this uh, really 
really beautiful resonator guitar that you're playing too. Everybody will see on the, the video we share and stuff. But uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, anything you want to share around Jeremiah? Yeah. Uh, first, I have to get straight that the resonator isn't my guitar, <laughs> and I wish it was. But uh, our guitar player, Jim, it's, it's his, and he's let me use it. Um, and I played it on the, the album too. So <laughs> I was, uh, it's a good match with the video and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jeremiah that came out of, um, I was list, I was like in junior high, I guess, but I was already listening to, um, I liked Crosby stills Nash a lot and that kind of folk rock feel. And I started getting into Gillian Welch and she has that the kind of Appalachian sound and, realized that my, I can get my voice to crack in that same kind of way. Like I used to yodel when I was a kid, um, when I'd sing songs with my grandpa and, um, and my voice is kind of in the same register as her. So I love her music and love singing along with her. Um, and I think Jeremiah, the story behind it or the story itself in the song, um, I was kind of surprised I came up with that really, (laughs) but it's kind of a, to me, it, made me think of Appala- like Appalachian, like it's about death, of course. Sure. So that kind of dark, like mysterious or mystical idea of like, you know, where do you go after you die? Like just this uh, vision of like your body being taken to a river and sent off by these like, sil- like I have felt the beauty of a thousand silhouettes and right. it's kind of crazy stuff, but ended up being one of my favorite songs and definitely an influence out of out of Gillian Welch. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
you're you thinking about uh just you describing all that stuff kind of started me I, you know i my brain just kind of goes to start painting the picture and make you thinking of the music video for this song yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. I haven't and, done a music video yet. <laughs> but you're, you're obviously all you, well, everything you described paints a lot of imagery yeah. that would make a really cool video. Definitely. Yeah. I thought, I think that song is one of the, the especially on this album that paints the most imagery. I think, uh, and that's what I, I like about that song. And I think it's, is one of my strengths of some of, some of my songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm fairly I don't know if it's hard to be objective or that that I am objective about it you know with it being your song it's almost impossible for you to know how it how someone else interprets it or sure. how someone else hears it so um, but I think searching is, is is the title track of our our album um, and I think that one's pretty great with imagery too yeah uh, well, you uh, we were talking a lot about this record let's tell everybody uh, we about this big release party you have coming up. Uh, that'll be uh, so we're gonna have um, you said it's like a three bands uh, and like a cookout and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's actually it's us. We're the headliner, of course, yeah. the CD release party um, for us, and we're gonna play for about an hour and just play straight through the record and try and recreate the album. Um, and then we have a couple friends that. Um, I've met a couple other women too. And that's one thing I kind of noticed about this. Like I have some, some women musician friends that I really admire what they do and as they seem to admire me too. So getting that, uh, night together of, um, of women, you know, great entertainment from powerful, like talented women. Yeah, and exactly. that's something I think like with the, the theme of my album and my songs being kind of a story of, being a young woman and and uh figuring things out like who i am in life and all that um it's cool that they they have similar songs or you know so we're doing that and uh so it's fiona kimball first (laughs) let me it's at tuscan hills winery in effingham on june 9th and uh, the doors are going to open at three and fiona kimball from champaign illinois um no, sorry, <laughs> Danny Flowers. Um, I think from the Effingham area. She's starting us off first, so it's okay. gonna be uh, Danny first, and then uh, Fiona Kimball from Champaign is gonna be our second act, and they're both playing solo. Oh, okay. Um, leading up to to us and ending the night with just running straight through the album. Very nice. And of course, releasing the CD for everyone to buy for the first time. So yeah, and uh, again, that's uh, June 9th at Mm -hmm. uh, Tuscan Hills Winery. Do we have, uh, is there going to be tickets or just cash? Yeah, there's a $5 cover. Okay. Yeah, and we'll have some new merchandise and everything. Nice. And uh, Poss Music Works out of Effingham is a a new not-for-profit. And they're a part of, well, they are, like Moxon Creek Festival comes out of of Poss Music Works as well as Summer Sundown Festival. And we're all a part of that, um, the whole band and and everything. And so Poss Music Works is actually taking tickets at the door and uh donating food burgers and hot dogs and we're gonna have a cookout nice too so that'll be fun sounds like a great day for sure uh so yeah come on out and uh celebrate this record and uh uh yeah that's gonna be cool we'll get some food get some good tunes it's gonna (laughs) be and some uh winery yeah local music yeah support local music yeah definitely (laughs) well you uh mentioned searching that's the uh the name of the record right yeah yeah so yeah. that uh so keep an eye out for 
for that. But we also was uh, uh, it's a, one of the we had the, we want to play the title track for you right now. And uh, you said this one kind of you felt also there's a lot of imagery in this song. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. The song when I wrote it, it was uh, some of these songs are written uh, through trying to figure figure things out like through relationships when I was younger and this is still while I'm in high school you know I've I started writing these songs I guess some of these songs are from being like 13 through <laughs> through 21 right. so gonna see in my my path laid out there but searching was written I was like a junior in high school and it was after uh, a boyfriend had broken up with me and I was just kind of super reflective I guess and introspective and felt kind of lost I guess but I, the song came out as as me looking for the, like towards the future and just kind of questioning like I don't know like can I be happy like what is what does life mean like I just want to be calm on a hillside and and take things in is kind of where that <laughs> came yeah. from all right nice Sleep. 
Uh, you mentioned, um, you, you know, obviously you you play a lot with the band too, uh, your band, The Love Preachers. And yeah. uh, let's kind of get into some of these, uh, talk about some of these guys, uh, how, how you, yeah. how the band came to be and everything. Yeah, I wish they could have made it today. Yeah. <laughs> All of our uh, timing and our schedules getting over here was weird, but um, but yeah, so I met all of them at, at at Village Wine and Gifts in Effingham, and this was about three years ago or so, and it was at uh, the open mic at Village Wine that Bill Poss runs, who's uh, the uh, leader of Poss Music Works, and so I met all of them. I met Garrett. Um, I kind of remember the first time I met each of them, but uh, Kyle, our drummer, wasn't at that open mic but he was the house drummer for an open mic that was on the same night on the wednesday night like two blocks away and we'd do the acoustic songwriter open mic and we'd head down to the office and uh and get electric and get a little crazier (laughs) so um that was he was the first time i really i played solo at the time like um had only just played with myself so um so having just going to the open mic and <laughs> playing with a full band or whatever and him being the drummer like it was really cool getting to, to hear that for the first time yeah um and then jim uh, i met him at the open mic as well and there's there's just a strong uh, music family um in effingham i think through the the festivals and all the kind of like the the acts that post music works able to bring through like chicago farmer and kind of uh inner like webbing out from the festivals too um and we all kind of we're all volunteers and pitch in and have cookouts and yeah. and all kinds of different forms of live music so um so i met jim through through i met them all through that Very and, nice. uh, and uh, we we formed the band and started playing together and uh at first i remember the first practice we had we're like coming up with all these cover songs to play <laughs> and we finally realized like now we don't want to do that we want to play my my songs and and they all were awesome at like adding little stuff and we kept building <laughs> building my songs up more and played like four festivals last year so we're definitely a live band right. and this is this is our first time recording too so yeah well, uh, I mean, obviously everybody heard Searching, uh, but I mean, the whole record really sounds great. Uh, and there's there's definitely kind of some some stuff like you we kind of talked a little bit off mic, but so I kind of uh, the beginning kind of a little more. Um, I felt uh, you can kind of hear those a lo- little bit more live, kind of like uh, jammy kind of parts in some of the songs where mm-hmm. I can imagine like the band can kind of stretch out and, and take, yeah. take some liberties with some yeah. of these songs. And that's what it's like when we play them live right. too. We want to have this, the album being a structure, but for the most part, it is a, a live studio album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's but, cool. But the second half of the record kind of uh, gets more, uh, so, uh, I don't know, it was like even some gospel kind of feels to some of the stuff. There's some bluesy, some R&B kind of, like there's a lot of different feels to throughout the whole record um and i mean i ultimately all of it sounds really great and i and like i said i was very impressed uh, especially like you're saying this is your first time in a studio and things so <laughs> yeah like, yeah everything came out real nice i'm, I'm really uh really happy for you guys i think it's like i said i'm excited for people to to hear the rest of this thank you yeah well, let's uh where where did you end up recording it 
Yeah, we went down to Nashville. Okay. Um, our guitar player, Jim, has a friend that produces down there. So we kind of had that connection, and it was super awesome meeting <laughs> meeting her and meeting our engineer. So we were at County Q uh, Productions in Nashville, and um, and that was an insane experience for me. I'd never been, I've never been in a, an official studio, I guess, before, and, and this really kind of blew me away. I wasn't sure what what to expect going in, and I was nervous. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and for a few months, we'd just really been practicing hard and like woodshedding and trying to embellish all my songs. And one of our main things with the music too is is not to overplay to let you know each person kind of does what they need to, to, I guess, embellish or add accents to to what I'm doing. So and that's super cool too to, with it being my first album too it's it's definitely a band like it's out all of our mm-hmm. music now but there's still my songs and so much feeling that i've put into these songs um to be able to let that show and let my my finger like my finger picking and style on guitar show out too so i think uh um the the engineer and everybody that helped us down there at county cube really really did a great job yeah I, and there's a uh I forget the track, but it was like I thought it was kind of just a nice touch as the, and like I said, as it's playing out, there's kind of like a static, as like oh, yeah. uh, like a vinyl record spinning. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of a cool cool touch to it as yeah, because like, a lot of this kind of just has that feel to it, like it just a, a warm feeling like uh listening to the record and just like yeah. some, some of the some of those older some of those older records and stuff so yeah and so. that's i mean most of the music i've listened to I've, i'm an avid like i collect records <laughs> and have since since i was in junior high so i have like 500 records or so but oh, nice. just my favorite thing to do has always been just listening to old records and yeah. I've always loved like the Woodstock era and like Aretha Franklin and Van Morrison and all this soul and funk and R&B sure. and then like Crosby, Stills and Nash that like folk rock and, yeah. and that more folk uh, country style too right. um, so yeah so it's cool hearing you say that and kind of solidifies for me that that there's a lot of different influences going on in there yeah, yeah I mean and I, that's kind of what's I mean yeah, obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in this record, a lot of different things, and that's kind of what's fun to kind of pick out some of those things, and just like listening to it and kind of like not completely figuring you out, but kind of getting to know a little <laughs> bit about you through some of your taste and you know, yeah. kind of kind of hearing some of those influences coming through and stuff. And yeah, and that's what I'm hoping. Sure, hoping that people can can really relate or interpret this in, in a cool way. Right, definitely. Let's uh, let's give them another one. We did. Um, uh lost girl blues live also mm-hmm. and again this is just you solo acoustic uh hanging out here and um another one of my favorites from the record uh stood out to me especially i liked um and you and you do it live also was kind of like just the the first uh lines you just kind of it's like almost acapella and yeah and stuff and like uh and then the guitar kicks in so i really liked that too just to kind of how a song kind of build you know a little yeah. bit like that yeah we were hoping at least on some of these too and like all these songs before the band too i just played them on my own mm-hmm. so part of that is like learn them learning the song kind of figuring out where they want to come in on it but at the same time like yeah i really wanted to do some like building up in the song and and 
like emphasize the the parts or the lyrics of the song that mean the most to me mm-hmm. and let it really build up yeah. <laughs> at those certain certain times sure was there um uh, anything you need to share around lost girl blues for anybody ah lost girl blues um i think there's a lot of vulnerability in that song for sure and um yeah, about two weeks before we went to the studio, that was one of the songs that we hadn't really gotten to yeah. <laughs> with uh, adding all the all the stuff, all the um, accents to it, and really figuring out exactly what we wanted for it. And that was one that that came together when we were down there in the studio. And uh, I'm just happy that it was a, a very creative, relaxed space for us to be able to do that. Um, so it was cool uh, seeing this song come to life while we were down there. But Jim, our guitar player, had uh, had suggested to me that like, he noticed the vulnerability and the the lyrics, and and uh, and it is a very personal song. So he suggested, and on the on the album, it starts out um, when I played it live here. I played the guitar, and it's it's kind of slow start and mm-hmm. kind of a soul, soulful singing at the beginning. Um, a little, I'm not full on jazz, but a little bit jazzier than the rest of it. And uh, yeah, that Jim had um, suggested that to kind of bring out that vulnerability in the song to start. Nice. Um, and then on the album, uh, we have a, a, a pianist that we hired to, to play with us. And she really added a lot throughout the whole album. But that was one thing we didn't know <laughs> what we'd do with it until we got there and sure. then uh i sang the intro and she had all the like that church organ kind but, of stuff coming yeah, in. i said i mentioned kind of a gospel some of the stuff and that's kind of where some of that church organ or mm-hmm. uh i don't know others was different definitely some there's a couple of different uh key parts like you're talking about and like yeah. and that just kind of just kind of had that feel to it a little bit more that um kind of gospel church kind of vibe to it right so yeah that was that was definitely a nice touch to to add some keys to that yeah and just with the story behind the song too um i was at the time that i wrote it i was really kind of trying to figure out my own (laughs) head like i'd kind of felt lost at the time and and this song i think for for me is two other young women to kind of share my experience and um you know, however, and someone wants to interpret it, but just having that <laughs> um, something that could be uh, encouraging or just make them feel uh, maybe like they're not alone or something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean everybody needs that sometimes. Like and that's one of my favorite stuff about music and especially songwriting. That you know, it's like when they can kind of tell a story that like I connect to that it's like makes you realize that you're not alone. You're not the only mm-hmm. person that's went through this thing and yeah. whatever it might be. And so, yeah. And kinda... I was a girl.
making a whole album with all these songs that are like the story of all my personal like deep feelings throughout right. my life it's it, it's kind of a it's a wonderful thing to me at the same time too like being able to perform these songs and and share it with everybody mm-hmm. like i just i want to share all of it and all those experiences and and in a way like recording this record and um, now that it's done, it's kind of like I can close a chapter in songwriting and in my life and kind of move forward on writing new stuff. And nice. <laughs> yeah. anything could happen now. <laughs> For sure. Well, getting to get a lot of opportunities to share some of these stories and songs with everybody. We got a whole calendar's filling up really quickly. Uh, you'll have, uh, let's see, we got June 6th. Uh, you are playing opening for a man, Amanda Ann Platt and the Honeycutters. And, and uh, where is that one at? That's in Marshall, Illinois. So that's a little northeast of Effingham, kind of closer to Terre Haute or closer to Indiana. And uh, Marshall's a small town. There's usually not or hasn't been a lot of music going on there. But uh, that's one thing Post Music Works, I think, is trying to do in Effingham is kind of get some music or good shows like Amanda and Platt they played at Moxon Creek Festival last year okay um, so people may know her from playing there but then also being able to get them again passing through and them playing in a small town yeah. <laughs> you know and, and we get to open up for them and I'm so excited because I really love her band like um, I hadn't heard of her before Moxon Creek last year and she's the one artist throughout for the whole festival that really blew me away yeah um, but yeah, so the show's going to be at an old opera house, Harlan Hall in Marshall. Very cool. That sounds not fun. Um, and I, I, that's another, like just saying that too, kind of like, I just love that about, uh, going to either if it's a festival or even seeing an opening band at another show and then like that moment discovering like your next favorite band. Like that's like yeah. one of the coolest things. Like I've always done that. I've gone to a lot of shows growing up in St. Louis and discovered that a lot of the opening bands that I saw, I liked like just as much oh, as yeah. the band I was going to see. Definitely. Uh, so, and then again, June 9th is the album release party. Yeah. Uh, Tuscan Hills winery. Uh, right after that, June 14th, you guys are heading over to beast and stock with like, 15th year of Beeson stock, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, they're kind of, there's a, col- and a, <laughs> a culmination of, uh, the bands that have played there over the past, is it, is it 12 years or 15? <laughs> I think, I, I think I, really oh, oh, I think it is 15. Yeah. 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 So I've been there the past couple of years or so. So it's cool. I know a lot of people from, uh, there's some St. Louis acts that have played like Leah Osborne. Oh yeah. Um, she's well, played there great. and cluster pluck and, and, uh, wait a minute, a lot, a lot of cool sure. bands. Um, but yeah, that's a cool thing. It's out in the woods, like <laughs> it's just out in the country. It's it's a really good time. Yeah. Uh, June twenty first, you will be at uh, Moccasin Creek Festival. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Another yeah, big, another big festival. Yeah, and uh, I've played that festival the last. This will be my fourth year playing. Very so cool. first two years I played solo, and then I played with a band last year, and then now we have our album to promote this yeah. year. So um, that's that's like home base. That's like family being Definitely. at that festival. Um, and you tell me about another fun event coming up. August 15th, you're doing like a, a Woodstock tribute kind of night? Yeah. I'm still like overjoyed that this show is happening. Um, we got some friends in Mount Vernon, Illinois, 
um, down 57, and um, they are a part of a committee with Cedarhurst Museum, and they put on a lot of educational shows and, and different projects, and they have a nice little theater going on there. Um, and our friend Brian, he uh, called me and, and uh, talked to me about this idea for doing this Woodstock tribute show. Um, my first thought was like, is he doing a festival? Like, so it's just gonna be the Love Preachers. Um, I, all the details aren't laid out yet, but from what I know, we are just recreating a lot of the music from, from Woodstock and the performances and try to bring that peace and love back to the idea of Woodstock. And yeah. and I've, I've loved Woodstock and been kind of obsessed with all that music growing up. And I've always thought, like even growing up, I was like, I'm going to go to the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. And knowing that that isn't going to happen, like having the show, like it's way better. Just sure. let's do our own show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool. And then uh, that'd be fun to maybe hear you, uh, hear and doing, you know, some covers or whatever and to hearing your own versions of the, some yeah. of the songs and stuff. And yeah, that's the other end of it that I really enjoy. I really enjoy interpreting other people's music and, and performing, yeah. especially that like funk and blues and, and folk rock stuff. Oh Yeah. Yeah, well, you can find all this information and more on uh, uh, Taylor Steele and the Love Preachers on Facebook and Instagram and taylorsteelmusician.com. Do we have a, is there any kind of um, pre-orders or anything going yet for the record? Or we just everything's at the party? Yeah, everything's at the party. So you got to come. I don't know if we're doing it old school or what, but yeah, yeah, we decided not to do, or at least haven't (laughs) come up with doing a a pre-sale yet. Sure. I think we're just going to unveil it at the show, try to get people out to the show. And uh, we do plan on at least uh, uploading a couple songs, maybe to Spotify and, and release a couple couple songs out so people can hear it before before june 9th what's uh so what you know what's the next move i mean we got this uh obviously this record's coming out and it's gonna be a big summer um Mm -hmm. is is love preachers looking to tour a little more or do some other stuff like that or that would be a lot of fun (laughs) um i don't think we will be able to tour until at least next year Mm -hmm. um but right now like I'm just still kind of figuring everything out as I go. (laughs) And, uh, it's a wonderful thing to have this, this album now. And I think it's really helped me to kind of realize like what, like my path has kind of been shown in front of me now. I'm like, okay, I know what I got to do before I was pretty hesitant because I felt like I needed more assistance, like guidance, wasn't sure how to go about doing things. Um, but I have a lot more help now (laughs) and, uh, I'm trying to right now I'm just working on, we got a new logo and we're getting merchandise and connecting with, uh, contacting radio stations getting on the radio and hopefully playing a lot more outside of effingham as our goal sure well i think uh once people start hearing this record i think you'll be playing a lot a whole lot more outside of (laughs) effingham i think uh i think your people are going to really uh catch on quick with this i think it's just it's a great sound and a little bit something for everybody on there too that's what i love about a good record is you know there's good to hear yeah so you're gonna just keep uh if he doesn't like the first one, go to the next one. There's going to be something completely different too. So that's what I, I think nice. is really a lot of fun about. Uh, but you know, and it's a, it's a not like not like you need to listen to it from beginning to end. But I feel like that's a good way to. I mean, obviously, obviously, I think a good a good record. You want just like you're talking about vinyl. Like there's no skip buttons on that. You know, yeah. you, you press, you drop the needle, and you let it go. And and I feel like that's a good thing with this album. Is like 
it's a good listen from front to back. And yeah, so. that, that meant a lot to me when right. I was laying the songs out and I was thinking about like, man, okay. Like almost like a set list when mm-hmm. you put together a set list, like the flow of the set, like yeah, exactly. how, what, how you want the audience to receive what you're doing, the energy level and all that. Um, and with this one, I just kept coming back to, I'd rather it just be in order of when I wrote them. And it, it turned out to really tell more of a story than I realized mm-hmm. until I really, got uh, retrospective about them <laughs> yeah well let's uh let's close this out with one more little sneak peek of what you've been up to on the record um and this is uh, another one that kind of one of my favorites from that uh the song called was i wrong and uh you got anything else you want to add around was i wrong um, I wrote that song like right before I moved to Effingham. So that song has a lot of letting go for me and kind of moving on in a different direction that I never really thought would happen. I was kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> I like moved to a town without really having a job and, and, uh, left a relationship too when I moved. So it was a, a very weird time for me. Um, so this song is, is what, what came out of that. Yeah. Just go Oh, and respect your grief Was I 
Very nice. Well, Taylor, I appreciate you doing this. This has been a ton of fun getting to chat and uh, talk about this record, talking about getting to know a little more about you and the band. Uh, I'm excited to go hang out with you tonight at Domain. Good. I'm glad you're yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this, yeah, this will be my first time getting to see you and the band live. So it's going to be a fun night for sure. Uh, again, big thanks to Rhythm Music here for letting us hang out here in uh, Newtown in uh, St. Charles, Missouri. So come visit them. Uh, and uh but uh yeah so we'll see you all <laughs> june 9th yeah june 9th cd release party yep all right thanks taylor thank you it was great meeting you yeah, Shane. nice to meet you bye everyone rock paper podcast rock paper podcast well yeah that was it